0: hello oh, and welcome everybody to this week's episode of backlit games podcast i am your co-host jordan raddick joined by the esteemed definitive edition of Corey faust
1: hello it is i the limited edition director's cut Corey faust a hideo kojima <laughs> production <the> steel case
0: <laughs> yeah um this week's episode is uh, a little different. We are doing a, uh, a tournament of Metacritic's best games of all time. So,
1: yeah, um, before we start this, uh, it's been kind of like a weird slow news week. There's been more updates, of course, with like the Blizzard Activision stuff. But that was such a heavy episode. We're going to kind of get a little bit away from that. And then we took um, kind of last week off. I Yeah, we didn't post last week. But. Um, We've both been like I've been traveling and then Jordan's been dealing with some COVID stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, And so we kind of had a week where we weren't really doing anything. And uh, yeah, so we thought we just want to have some fun and argue with each other. (laughs) And Don't worry, I'm going to I'm going to keep my politics out of our games this
0: episode. So (laughs) nothing to worry about there. Uh, We also are joined by uh, our first guest of the show. Uh, a man named
2: Jared Wilson. Hello, Jared. Hey, don't mind me. Just a Portland hipster with a lot of opinions.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Can't wait. Love it. So before we hop into it, Jared, why don't you give us a little, uh, a little backstory on your, your history with video games? How'd you
2: start playing video games?
0: What, uh, yeah, well, first to start you know, out what's with your experience?
2: Having a lot of friends. Yeah, it started out not having a lot of friends, like, oh, cool. Um, But I do got this PS2, so it was a lot of pro wrestling games, Grand Theft Auto, which I noticed was Mm. on our bracket quite a bit, and if it's up to me, um, the semifinals, it's going to just be Grand Theft Auto versus Grand Theft Auto versus Grand Theft Auto. Um, (laughs) um, But then I fell out of it, got a job at a little retail store that was all about pre-ordering and selling new and used Mm. video games. And uh, that's when I became a real heathen and very opinionated. And um, as yeah, you I'm as you do when you work at, at those businesses. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I made up a lot of stuff talking to customers. I might make up a lot of stuff today. Um, so try to catch me. You know, <laughs> I cheat at pool, and I might be
1: cheating just to get my game by. <laughs> okay. If there's one thing the internet loves, it's. Gamers that don't know what they're talking oh, of about. Of course.
0: <laughs> I love nothing more than someone who is so confident and yet so wrong. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> yes.
2: I confidently called a customer at GameStop, an idiot, and got him off the phone because we got a lot of crank calls back then, right? Like people looking for Battletoads or Mario yeah. Kart on PS3 and fun stuff. So this guy calls in. He goes, hey, I'm I'm picking up a HD collection of Ducktales on the PS3, you know, the Super Nintendo game, and I've had it. I've had lots of you know Battletoads phone calls. So I tell the guy, I'm like, oh yeah, huh? Yeah, real funny. Let me go, uh, let me go get the uh, new Nintendo game with you know, with uh, Mega Man fighting you know John <laughs> Cena, and uh, I'll get you that too. I'll set it aside. He goes, no, seriously, I know it sounds like a joke, but uh, it's coming out like that game doesn't exist, bro. Just click, hung up on them. Like yeah, feel good. Another idiot off the phone, and like not an hour later, I get a box from UPS and I open it. It's just Ducktales HD
1: Collection PS3,
2: beautiful.
1: <laughs> like, oh, oh my god, that's like, we didn't. Oh, so we good. didn't have the best sales numbers all the time.
2: I'm not quite sure what that's about, but
0: we yeah. we had a small but dedicated fan base though. Oh, that's amazing. Um. For you listeners, Jared and I met because he hired me to work at GameStop. Uh, because in his own words, I seemed like someone who he wouldn't hate being stuck in a shack
2: with for eight hours a day. So <laughs> And I continue to be a good judge of character because here we are now. What what is this? Eight years later? Yeah, eight, nine, nine years later, big. something like that, yeah. Bro. You know.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, because I, I was working at GameStop when Cory and I were living together. I started that job mm-hmm. while Cory and I were living together. So yeah, it's all the same time frame. How weird is that?
1: Yeah, that is.
2: Your hairline's doing a lot better than mine has over the years. That's true. I got great genetics. Congratulations. I
0: I actually <laughs> I I If I remember correctly, the gene the the hair loss gene is on your mom's side. And so I I had to lies I'm pretty sure it's it's a it's a maternal <laughs> maternal genetic thing, uh, and so I had to talk to my mom and ask her like, "Is your hair falling out? Is it like, is it thinning? Anything like that?" And she's like, "Oh no, I'll have a full head of hair until the day I die."
2: So I'm hoping it stays. So thanks, yeah, mom. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't brag about it. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna kind of have self-esteem issues already, Jordan. I'm sorry.
0: I'd give you I'd give you a hug if I could.
2: Uh, COVID. Yes.
0: Come on now. Well, gentlemen, shall we just hop into tourney time, as I like to call it,
1: yeah, good. yeah I set it up I will say I will say a lot of people are probably gonna hear this and then think that we we're missing a lot of good games from this list. I'll just say that right off yes. the top. I feel like if we were to do a list based on something else other than like metacritic review scores, um this would be a very different list. Um, so keep in mind, listeners, this is just based on the highest rated Metacritic reviewed games. Yes.
0: So before we hop in, we'll go through just some of the the structure and rules of our little tournament. Uh, we have 32 games uh, set up in a bracket, uh, highest seed versus the lowest seed, meaning the highest ranked game will go against the lowest ranked game. Um, We don't have any duplicates on the list. Metacritic's ranking list has a few duplicates on there, such as the Xbox One and the PS4 version of Red Dead 2 having two separate slots. Uh, So we've removed uh, any second version of the game and are using the highest-rated version um, in its slot. Uh, No compilations, so things like the Orange Box or the Grand Theft Auto Double Pack uh, have been removed. We also left two games off of the list Uh, Due to a low number of reviews, the first being House of Feta Morgana, Dreams of the Revenants edition, which Metacritic has ranked number four and Disco Elysium Final Cut, which Metacritic has ranked number 18. I I took those off because they have 10 or less reviews, and I didn't think that that was Mm -hmm. a good judge of, you know, really how those games are.
1: Um, Yeah. And based on what they would have been going up against anyways, they may not have lasted. Although I will say Disco Elysium, from what I have played, is a fantastic game.
0: But there's no way House of Fata Morgana was going to get past the first round anyways. Sorry to the one person out there who's played that game. Also, it's a visual novel and not a game, so I feel even less bad.
1: Okay, there we go. (laughs)
0: Um, A couple uh, little tidbits before we hop in as well. Uh, The developer with the highest number of titles on this list is Nintendo with seven Uh, You could make an argument that Nintendo has eight titles on here, however, Metroid Prime was developed by Retro Studios, which is a second-party Nintendo uh, studio, and not a game that was developed by um, Nintendo internally. Uh, The franchise with the highest number of titles on here is a tie between Grand Theft Auto and The Legend of Zelda, each of them having four. Uh, The oldest game on our list is GoldenEye 64, which was released August 25th, 1997. And the newest game on our list is Red Dead Redemption 2, which was released October 26th, 2018. So with all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and we will hop right in with our first matchup. Uh, Top ranked The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Versus number thirty-two, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which I think is a wonderfully difficult matchup to start this conversation off with.
1: I'm gonna Absolutely. I'm gonna say it right now, and this is uh, maybe controversial. I don't think this is a difficult choice. Right away, immediately, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. San Andreas, good game, fun has a lot of weird sim elements that I didn't really like in it. And it's probably one of the Grand Theft Auto games I've played the least because I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it so Mm -hmm. much. But I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about that.
0: So I, I'll say for Grand Theft Auto, what it has going for it is it is the only game that I can remember playing where you can get a jetpack and dual-wheeled Uzis and fly around the entire map (laughs) (laughs) like that. Uh, It's actually the the Grand Theft Auto that I played the most, surprisingly. Uh, Probably that or Vice City. Um, But I think San Andreas has edged out just a little bit by a few hours. Uh, I love the game. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to agree with you, though, and say that The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, that is a game that is, in my opinion infinitely infinitely replayable uh the atmosphere of the game is just absolutely incredible the music is stellar uh the it's the it was the first game that i really remember like caring about like the characters and like the things that would happen and like i think it's got probably one of if not the strongest stories in all of zelda which is, as a franchise yeah. who's not known for having quality like narratives, I think is that really, really uh, helps it out a lot. Uh, yeah, and I think that it's really hard to deny the influence that that game has had in the 20 plus years since it came out.
1: Completely agree. Jared. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely disagree.
3: <laughs> so yeah, no, Grand
1: Theft
2: Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Man, San Andreas. Where was I? <sighs> Blockbuster. Growing up, I hours spent making my little dude ride his bike to build up that cardio just so I could run away from police. As I'm getting fat as a little boy, not riding my own bike, because here I am playing this bike simulator, which I did not know that's what I signed up for. But it turns out I loved <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Um, Ocarina of Time never played it looked into it struck me as like a speedrun simulator like okay let's do all these things in the right order get to the end of the game just yeah I can I like Zelda I do Breath of the Wild Link to the Past the Game Boy games but Ocarina of Time just couldn't couldn't wrap my mind around it San Andreas though killing hookers, getting my money back, learning how to, like, have an economy, keep a budget. Like, there's life skills I picked up on from playing San Andreas. Um killing
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then you're you're learning all this stuff. Like, if, if you look at the atmosphere, things like, what, Jackass, Viva La Bam, all that stuff. Here you have a little simulator of, like, let's go and cause havoc around a town. Uh... And it wasn't linear. You could just make up your own thing, do your own thing. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was cool because you could just be lost. You know, you're getting the game, no manual. If I'm getting Zelda, I don't know. I gotta figure stuff out. I'm a little fairy boy. It just doesn't <laughs> strike me as being too engaging. Uh,
1: getting those stars up though, that was I fun. think. For, for me, so like these two games kind of go hand in hand, and maybe just more like the Grand Theft Auto series as a whole. But like, because when I first played Ocarina of Time, that was like in my mind at that time an open world right. game, you know, that was like a sandbox that I could go in and do whatever I wanted. As soon to. as you get to High mean, you field, couldn't really, it feels yeah. that way, yeah, I mean, and it's not. It's not an open world game at all. It's not a sandbox. But at that time, it felt like it felt like I could do whatever I wanted to. And um, that was amazing. That was so fun for me at that time. And maybe my opinion here is more closely tied to like the nostalgia of that. But um, I've never felt like. I don't know. With Grand Theft Auto and especially in San Andreas, I always knew I could go off and do whatever. And and it's amazing for those things. But, but come on. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. It's just there's like so much wonder. So, it's, it's such a rich world. And yeah, so much wonder and magic to that. It's it's I think uh, I, I my votes s- for Ocarina of Time.
2: I will say when I saw, you know, when N64 came out, you know, you're just learning about the 3D field of games, you know, Mm -hmm. like most people who had N64 had the Super Nintendo. It's a whole different world. And it was pretty impressive, like looking at that game and like, what? Like, because it definitely felt sandboxy, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just Mm -hmm. wandering around. Like, where do I go? What do I do? Like, there was an, an immersiveness to it, that I definitely recognize for sure yeah I but you're not shooting cops and hookers so I don't know I can't I will more. say
0: <laughs> I think San Andreas is the best grand Theft auto game because I think as Jared, you kind of pointed to that like dynamic character system where like the more you eat like the fatter your character gets and like you can change your haircut and you can do all these things. It was really one of the first games that I ever played as a kid that allowed such like a deep level of customization, like to your to CJ, and you know, like the it's got a really strong narrative, especially playing it at a time where I was watching a lot of, you know, John Singleton movies like Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. So I I, you know, really kind of got where no one should be watching Boys in the Hood at 13 either. I should <laughs> preface preface that real quick. Um but Ocarina of Time is It is all around a much tighter experience of a game. I think Grand Theft Auto is a more fun game when you don't really want to do anything and you want to just kind of go around and kill hookers. And a lot of games just need to be, you know, mindless nonsense like that. But I think as far as like a gaming experience goes from start to finish, Ocarina of Time is all around a better a more well-presented package than San Andreas is, if that makes sense. I think that the, the combination of... I completely agree. Yeah, that, like you alluded to, Corey, that, that right after you beat the Great Deku Tree and you get out into Hyrule Field and it, the camera pans and you see how open everything is and you're just like, oh my God, I can go do whatever I want. It, it feels like that. That's not the case. There's a lot of parts of the game that are gated at that point. But it it feels yep. so incredibly just big and open and it's awesome. Uh so my mm-hmm. vote definitely goes for Ocarina of Time.
1: Yep. My vote too. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm so sorry.
2: Hey, it's alright. There's like about eight other Grand Theft Autos on here. I'll have more more time. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh all right. Next up.
0: Uh so next up we've got uh Number 17, Half-Life 2 versus number 16, NFL 2K1. For me, this is a a no-brainer. Half-Life 2 wins. I don't even think NFL 2K1 is the strongest of the NFL 2K games. Uh, 2K5 (laughs) is the best of the NFL 2K games. I think the NFL 2K games are head and shoulders above any Madden that's ever come out. But uh, no, 2K1... I'm sorry. You don't you don't compare to Half-Life 2, not even a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have I have no feelings on 2K1. Like 2K1 could be 2K4 or 6 or whatever. I like <laughs> I don't I don't know what any of those are. I, I I would play sports games only when I went over to like a friend's mm-hmm. house and they had them, you know, that sort of thing. Um so yeah. Yeah, Half-Life 2 for sure. I mean not only is Half-Life 2 like a great game that still holds up today but like for the time like it had such a fun and fantastic like uh physics system to where it, it like spawned this whole modding community which then they created gary's mod which they're basically just using modded half-life 2 to create a whole bunch of other yeah. games within you know this the systems that are in half-life and it's it's amazing we're
0: tf2 and portal were were originally half-life mods right
1: yeah yeah, yeah i don't know about portal for sure Portal's but i know for related. sure that uh team fortress was because i know it came in that what that yeah. uh orange, orange box? box
2: yeah yeah the portal half-life 2 and there had to be a third game in there right team fortress team fortress uh, two, team fortress yeah, team fortress. yeah i'm really happy cory brought up that physics engine because you guys probably remember it was super groundbreaking like watching items bounce off of each other fall to the ground some things get destroyed you know we weren't too far removed from you know uh playstation 2 because this was what a 360 experience an xbox experience
1: yeah i think it started on pc PC, and then they brought it over to xbox
2: yeah um so you hadn't really seen stuff like that um And it kind of let all the other developers know, like, hey, this is this is the bar, you know, make your stuff look more real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So Half-Life two for me, hands down, hands down. Yeah.
0: So our our next matchup, number nine, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild versus number 24, Mass Effect two, and I got a hot take. I'm going Mass Effect 2. Oh, no. I'm going Mass Effect 2. Interesting.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, be- I, I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, sell us. The story in Breath of the <laughs> Wild is almost non-existent, number one, uh, whereas the story in Mass Effect 2 is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of Western RPGs. Uh, I think that just the, the amount of stuff that you can do and how different everything can be. I mean, you can literally end the game either saving everybody or everyone dies on that final suicide mission, depending on choices that you've made throughout the game, uh, whether or not you've gained characters' loyalty. And I think that more than anything, while Breath of the Wild has like a really great characterization of Zelda and it's got the champions, I think, are are for the most part fairly well-written... They are not Garrus. They're not Tally, And they're not Commander Shepard. And and <laughs> I think that Mass Effect, the, that original trilogy, uh, has some of the best writing in all the video games. And I think it peaks in two. And I think that because of that, that makes Mass Effect 2 a, a stronger overall game. Um, because I while I've put... 200 hours into Breath of the Wild, that's 200 hours in one playthrough of just going around and doing random stuff. Whereas I want to replay Mass Effect over and over, and I want to play as a Paragon. I want to play as a Renegade. I want to, you know, have different squad members on different missions and see how they interact with each other and see the the relationships between them grow. I want to... See what happens if you romance Miranda versus you romance Jack. And then how am I going to figure out, you know, how to keep both of them calm so that they both survive in the end and I'm able to get the best ending? Or am I going to, you know, on a different playthrough, am I going to pick sides with one and allow one of the other ones to die? And then Mm -hmm. all of those decisions affect the next game in the series, just like decisions that you made in the previous game in the series affect this one. So for me, uh, Mass Effect Two being the pinnacle of Western RPGs, and Breath of the Wild being a while it's a great game, I don't think it's a good Zelda game. Uh, so for me, Mass Effect Two.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're you're selling it p- pretty well, but that's such a tough choice to not pick breath of the wild i mean it's such. i mean we just talked about physics engines with half-life 2 and breath of the wild's physics engine is fantastic like people are doing some crazy shit that i don't even think nintendo meant to happen oh yes. Yeah. i saw a video
0: uh this morning of someone who did the like the flying mini game and used bomb jumps to keep himself in the air and hit all four corners of the map before he hit the ground <laughs>
2: What a brilliant, brilliant person. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Breath of the Wild also. Um,
1: What's up, Corey? Yeah. sound like Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just thinking I'm just thinking like as far as game goes, like I think as as far as like what the better game is. I think it's Breath of the Wild. I mean, because it feels more like I mean, your argument was primarily for the story, right? For loving the characters and the progression of that story. And granted, I love that too with Mass Effect 2. And I also feel like Mass Effect 2 really kind of tightened up their gameplay aspects as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But when you think Mass Effect or Mass Effect 2 in particular, you you don't think about it because of its gameplay. You think about it because of the relationships you that is have true. with the character that is true and
0: i i will definitely
1: concede that point point 100 percent. um but this is a very subjective argument so like i totally get that that's like because that i mean in and in, in itself those conversations with those characters that is part of the game that is a gameplay mechanic mm-hmm. you know so i mean technically you could argue that that is the gameplay but as far as like the gaminess i feel like i i have to pick breath of the wild you know it's there's more game to it.
0: No, it's it's it is subjective. So,
2: uh, you know, I and I get where you're coming from. hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, it was clear a few minutes ago that, you know, my tiebreaker was going to go for Breath of the Wild. Um, now, I sounded like I you know, was harping on Zelda earlier, but this game I put a lot of hours in. And. Um, you know, as far as storyline goes, like, I can respect Mass Effect. Um, even though I didn't get too deep into those games, they just couldn't hold my attention. Um, the, the loose storyline in Breath of the Wild, I think is real, um, for me, it was real productive in the sense that, you know, I enjoy filling in my own gaps on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So as you're doing all these side missions, you're customizing Link out, doing all this stuff. It's really like kind of feels like my own little story. And at the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. 60-hour work week. It's like you can just zone out, and you're just doing whatever you want, and they give you a lot to do. Uh, Those shrines, super therapeutic. That was tons of fun, a good way to split up the gameplay, especially in the beginning where you're getting frustrated with that fighting engine. Like, how do I do this? Like, why can't I just dominate Mm -hmm. like other hack and slashes, you know? Oh, I'll do a shrine. Okay, my self-esteem's back up. I feel good. Okay, let me go back out. You know, (laughs) I got some hearts going, some more uh, stamina meter Uh, yeah, so absolutely Breath of the Wild.
0: So it looks like Breath of the Wild wins this round. So now we're on to our next matchup. Uh, number 25, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess versus number 8, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, this is tough, but... I'm personally going to go with Grand Theft Auto V on this one, actually. Uh, While I think Twilight Princess is a fantastic game, I don't think that it does anything that Ocarina of Time doesn't already do, and possibly a little bit better even in some regards. Uh, I think the opening of Twilight Princess especially is incredibly slow and painful to get through. Uh, And I think that Grand Theft Auto V, in addition to being one of, you know, the highest, most selling pieces of media of all time ever in any... form of media um it is a a truly incredible game a truly incredible open world game uh it does a lot of stuff uh i story i mean you know it's one of those things any grand theft auto game you can take or leave the story in my opinion really but i think that what grand
2: theft auto 5 does well Mm -hmm. it does incredibly well jared yeah no absolutely um it was a great move for rockstar um and topping grand theft auto 4 because the atmosphere when this game came out it's like okay how much better could you make it you know how is this going to be different from my little russian story i just did and then you know look look what they pulled off um yeah huge props i mean that gave them uh, a lot of resources to do you know red dead redemption 2 a lot of confidence and stuff um yeah, great project, great game. Uh yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5, without a doubt. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'll third that. Wow. So, uh so far we've only, we've got two unanimous picks already. I feel like we're doing pretty good. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh this this next matchup is is really tough for me. Uh number 5 Super Mario Galaxy versus number 28 The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda, my personal favorite Zelda. Um just because of the whimsicalness of it. Uh I love the art style. I know people hated it when it first came out. I I've loved it mm-hmm. since day 1. Um I think that there are I think to me Wind Waker is the like if I was going to introduce somebody to Zelda for the first time, I would I'd have them play Wind Waker. I think it's Probably the one of the most easy or, like, more accessible Legend of Zelda games to, like, jump into and kind of, like, uh, play around with. That being said, I recently played Super Mario Galaxy. And I think that that is the best 3D Mario game. The best. Wow. Galaxy is so freaking good, man. The music yeah. and the... Just the level design in that and how different every single world is, is, oh my God. So for me, Galaxy is, in, in a battle of Titans, Galaxy just barely edges out Wind Waker.
2: You know, Galaxy, if I remember right, didn't that sell a whole lot of units? Wasn't that like the best-selling Mario game for a minute there? I believe so, yeah. There was some, Mar- Mario Galaxy has a terrific reputation. Yeah, it's a. Uh...
0: Let me check Mario Galaxy. I believe it's it's it yeah. was. Uh... I know that Mario Kart is the number one selling Wii game, but I've, I'm pretty sure Galaxy is one of the highest selling ones. Which is considering that the Wii sold you know something like 106 million units or something like that across its lifetime is, is a l- uh, little ridiculous.
1: I I am torn on this one. I'm genuinely torn on this one because I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna vote Wind Waker. I think I'm gonna go Wind Wind Waker.
0: I can't I can't get mad at that. When uh, like I said, Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda. I I love it to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason um that I I pick Galaxy over Wind Waker is because. I think the level design in Galaxy is just barely edges out the dungeon design in Wind Waker.
1: Yeah. Um but I I, I feel like Wind I feel like Breath of the Wild owes some of its essence to Wind Waker though cuz mm-hmm. Wind Waker's got this big open sea that's relatively empty with only these like spots of interest, you know, these yeah. these areas of interest and I feel like without Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild wouldn't be what it is now. And, you know, it would it would be d- very different, I feel like. Right. So a lot of that same design philosophy in its open world um, kind of carries over. And I just, I mean, Jared brought it up too. This was like one of the first, maybe the first time we, at least on this scale, saw the cell shading like art style in a game. And... I I was at the time disappointed because I remember early, uh, like Nintendo leaks or coverage or whatever it was. It there was like a screenshot or a series of screenshots where it showed the next Zelda game as like this darker, grittier thing, and mm-hmm. I was like super excited for it as a kid. That,
0: the two thousand Space World demo.
1: Yeah. 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 And I was super excited for it. And then like a couple years passed, or something along those lines. And and then the new screenshots of the cell shading came out. And I was in that, that group of people that was disappointed at first. I I was like, this is not at all what they said it was gonna be. I was very disappointed. Um, especially being such a huge Ocar- ocarina of time fan, where that was kind of gritty at times, mm-hmm. that was dark all throughout, and And coming off Majora's Mask, which was
0: incredibly
1: dark and depressing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the game won me over. It was so whimsical and colorful and bright and amazing. And I vote that goes forward.
0: You know what? I'm actually going to change my mind and I'm going to agree with you, but for a different reason. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to agree with you because... Back in the day, when you pre ordered Wind Waker, you got a free copy of Ocarina of Time for the yep. GameCube with
1: it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember that. It was like Master Quest or something yep. like that. It, yeah, it was
0: Ocarina of Time with the Master Quest. And I remember that that was the main reason that I pre ordered it was because I was like, you get a free game? Like,
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's still the that deal anymore. It's like, I get Ocarina of Time you on the GameCube. Yet?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you guys were talking about a port, a GameCube port of Ocarina of yeah, Time? Yeah,
1: the the
0: pre-order bonus back in the day oh. for Wind Waker was a, uh, a special disc that got you... Um, it had a, a, like a 10-minute demo of Wind Waker. It had Ocarina of Time and Ocarina of Time Master Quest on it. Mm-hmm.
2: And... Yo, moment of silence for demo discs. <laughs> oh,
1: dude... Yeah. <laughs> Been a <long> PlayStation time. <laughs> mag demo Discs were were my shit back In the day man <laughs> that could Be another yeah. uh, smaller Absolutely. Bracket list in a future Episode best oh, demo yeah. disc <laughs> Dude uh,
2: Best cereal box games Mr. Pibb the doom um, Engine Shoots spitwides at little no, dude. Dr. Pibb Sneak, king. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sneak, Sneak king, king from Burger King <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my All right, God.
1: So
0: I think I think we're gonna go Wind Waker then, Wind Waker over Galaxy.
1: I agree.
2: That was civil. Good job, gentlemen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <job>. Alright. <laughs> Next up, we've got uh number twenty-one, Resident Evil 4, versus number 12, Metroid Prime. Uh this is I think uh, an easier one to do. Um, I think that both of these games are are fairly similar in that they're they're kind of these adventure shooters uh, with really dark kind of horror atmospheres. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with Resident Evil Four because I think that Resident Evil Four is like the best Resident Evil in the entire series. Uh, and I don't think that Metroid Prime is the best Metroid in its series and i think that that's what does it for me uh not that prime's not a good game not that it's not amazing and i think that it makes the transition from 2d to 3d really well uh but resident evil 4 there's just something about the atmosphere of that game when you play it that is just so good so so good
2: jared so that's my vote yeah i'm gonna have to agree with resident evil 4 um i think the technology was just right that um I don't know. It, it didn't feel as cheesy as the earlier PlayStation 1 version Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, I I was going to go Metroid Prime. However, I don't have stro- super strong feelings for either game. Um, I never beat Metroid Prime. I loved what I played of it. But um, I don't remember why I never beat it. I owned it. I just never beat it. And then um, Resident Evil, I've always been a big, scary, scared baby and i don't play scary games
0: (laughs) my guess why you never beat it is because the game has this very obtuse system at the end to get to the final boss where you've done all of these things and then they're like okay go back through the map now and find like all these keys to get to the final boss Mm -hmm. but it's it's being a metroid game it's very obtuse and doesn't necessarily like you know, yeah, it explain doesn't really what you're supposed to do you. very well.
1: Yeah, and this was before I really delved into like Metroidvania type games. So, mm-hmm. you know, that styling of game was just something I wasn't very familiar with at that point in my life. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, if you guys want to move Resident Evil Four forward, uh, that's totally fine. I I'm okay with that. Um, was this one where it starts getting a little more actiony, or was that five, four. Four, I I believe, yeah. Uh, I
2: I think got more of a rail shooter vibe from. Oh, was it kind of a weird
1: feel? Okay.
2: Was that five or like five gold? There's something. One of those. I believe. I believe that's that's five.
0: Five was the like the first one for 360 and
2: PS3, right? Yeah. Oh, they have the uh, the move option. Maybe that's why I'm thinking light rail. Mm -hmm. You use the first PlayStation Three move with
3: it.
1: Oh. That's funny. There was a move option on that. That that sounds truly horrible. That sounds genuinely awful.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Never had a chance to play
2: it. Never heard people, you know, seeking it out. Like, oh, I need to buy my three move accessories. Or no, he's got to get a camera, some nunchucks, yeah. some little like plug it in things. Sound like a whole. No, did Jordan? Were there mm-hmm. like? add-ons to the move or was it just the two wands
0: there there was a gun there was a, like a light uh a light gun that you could get yeah okay i remember um the piece the move dude i i i do think that they did a lot of good things with the move this is a little side thing that would give us psvr so i am i'm definitely thankful like reusing yeah. the controllers <laughs> exactly yeah like using the same exact controllers yeah. All yeah, right,
2: no, Sony definitely tries super hard. Sorry, I'm back on the move thing. I'm not getting away from no, it. No, you're okay. <laughs> so they had the camera. That moved on to the VR. And then uh, remember they had that 3D monitor? Like, they, they definitely tried to make video games more immersive over at Sony. Every chance mm-hmm. they got. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I remember for, for a while they were like, hey, if you buy a Sony TV, it's got PlayStation Now, like, built into it. Oh. And you can... Uh, you can just Bluetooth your DualShock to your Sony TV and play your games yeah. that way. Oh,
2: that's awesome. PlayStation Now is clutch for a while there before they started charging uh, for the amount of data you use on your internet plan. That kind of that killed PS Now for me personally. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, that would just drain your data.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, Xbox got a win for me with their Game Pass. Like, oh, just download it straight to your console. It's a one-time thing, cool. Yeah. I right, got my 100-gig game. Not streaming a 100-gig game, you know, all month. And-
0: game Pass. Yeah. Sponsor us. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, all right, our next matchup uh, is number 13, Grand Theft Auto 3 versus... Uh, or, I'm sorry, number
2: 13, Grand Theft Auto 3 versus number 20, Uncharted 2. So, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Please. Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, my goodness. Such a great time. You guys remember how terrible Grand Theft Auto 2 was? Oh, uh, the top-down, top-down view. Get, get out of here with that. I, I loved driving? those games. I loved those <laughs> games. I loved ah, them. I was so terrible at them. The, <laughs> I mean, the I wasn't hatred, good at them, but I, I loved rejected.
3: them.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. I felt like I was playing, like, Sim City, but... Just driving a car. Anyways, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, super great. I mean, sandbox game. That's when we all started learning what the word sandbox yeah. meant. You know, People's older brothers are talking to you. Like, oh, it's a sandbox game. And you just get to play in it. You mm-hmm. uh, got all the different parts of the city you could unlock. And it's like, you already thought the game was big. I'm like, hey, guess what? You unlock the bridge. Look how much bigger this PlayStation 2 game got. And that's, you know, it was one of those, you know, uh, Titles that made you feel like that your PlayStation 2 was like, oh, dude, this is, this is where it's at. It's the future. Like, yeah. this is where video games are progressing. Um, now, with that said, Uncharted 2, great franchise as far as a third-person action games go and interacting with environments and, you know, making a linear game feel like you have more choices than you actually have. Uh, the comedy... Uh, kind of a theatrical experience Mm -hmm. Um, Uncharted kills it Mm -hmm. but as far as like impact goes and like what it did for video games, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 I think is going to be a tough one to compete with.
1: Yeah I completely agree. This is a very difficult choice to knock Uncharted 2 out like at the very beginning because I adore that series. (laughs) I adore that game but Oh my God! How I adore do you? those devs yeah, and the devs—they're mm. amazing. Oh, Naughty Dog. What was that
2: rare? Oh, Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. Yeah. Did yeah. Naughty Dog work. Weren't they rare in the beginning? Or, or rare no. became Naughty Dog? No,
1: know, know, no, happy. no. they were always Naughty Dog. Why as far this? as I, as far as Maybe I know. Maybe a
2: rare game went to Naughty Dog. You're
1: you're
0: confusing Banjo Kazooie with Jack and Daxter.
3: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Or, or Crash wasn't Crash Naughty Dog? Crash was Naughty Dog. Yeah. No, yeah yeah um but uh, yeah i mean you can't you can't knock grand theft auto 3 at this point not up against uncharted 2 no. as fantastic and as beloved that series is to me like you you already hit the nail right on the head jared when you were talking about grand theft auto 3 it's like it when you had a ps2 and you played this game it felt like this is the future of this medium and yeah. It has to go forward
0: I mean I mean grand Theft Auto 3 literally spawned an entire genre of video games from mm-hmm. it and while while I think Uncharted 2 was the first game that you know ever unzipped its pants and laid it on the table and said this is how you tell a story in video games like the, vi- <laughs> video games it can was. be can be a good medium for telling an engaging like story mm-hmm. and we're gonna prove it to you right now like and I think that put Naughty Dog, especially on the map, because that's like their oh, bread yeah. and butter.
3: Yeah. Grand
0: Theft Auto 3 literally redefined a lot of what games would be going forward. So I think that it's, it's impossible to, to take it out in comparison, especially when Uncharted 2 is only about five, six hours long. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not a very long game. All right, so we're giving it up to uh,
0: GTA 3 on that one. Our next matchup is number 29, Gran Turismo versus number 4, Soul Calibur.
1: So I'm just going to come out right away and say I, I love Gran Turismo for what it's provided for people who like these kinds of games. And it's very unique in that it's kind of an RPG racing game um when it gets down to like all the nitty-grittiness of how you can fine tune your vehicles but for me personally Soul Caliber especially Soul Caliber on the Sega Dreamcast is like maybe uh. one of my favorite fighting games of all time um i'm not normally a fighting game person but i just have so many great memories of playing this game with either friends my siblings and it's just so so fun the characters in it are all so unique you can Um, play as the gimp from pulp fiction
0: it's crazy (laughs) like (laughs) it's incredible
1: yeah it's an amazing game and it's such a weird interesting world in that game and i have to vote for that one
0: yeah i i agree i think that it's uh You've got to go with with Soul Calibur. Uh, I think that as good as Gran Turismo is, um, you know, and spawning kind of that racing, a lot of these racing sims, I think that Soul Calibur is just brutally, ridiculously fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's that's really what...
2: Yeah, no. um, I'm going to have to go with Soul Calibur. It's tough because I like a good racing game, but if it was any other racing game, the Gran Turismo this would be a lot harder choice for me to make. Um, just personally, not too big on just the racing Sims, you know, a little more arcade feel. Um, yeah. You know, you had one of those, you know. If it was
3: Need for Speed they, Underground
2: for 2, speed? all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Soul Caliber, though, um, back to Corey, bring up the Dreamcast. Um, that was one of those games where, you know, the Dreamcast felt like you had those arcade cabinets from the Movie theater, you know, in yeah. your living room. Uh this was this got you there. Um so that was real neat. Uh yeah, no, uh Soul Calibur, nothing like a good sidestepping fighting game.
1: Uh all right. Cool. Soul Caliber Move moves forward.
0: Soul Calibur goes ahead. Next up we we have number three, Grand Theft Auto Four, versus number thirty, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Ryden! No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Metal Gear just because I never ever want somebody to call me and ask if I want to go bowling again. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care if you're my cousin. We're not going bowling.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I mean I also go Metal Gear, but I'm I'm curious to hear what what you have to say, Jared.
2: Yeah, so I don't think of myself as an unreasonable man. Um, Sons of Liberty, all day. (laughs) That (laughs) game was such a fantastic experience. Um, Metal Gear games, they can be kind of tough to get through beginning to end. This is the one Mm -hmm. where I was engaged. I went all the way through the game um, and had no problem doing it. You know, Snake Eater um phantom pain you know those could be a little taxing mentally with all the stealth and the waiting and they're pretty long and deep it's something about mm-hmm. sons of liberty though and what it gave you um that was that was a lot of fun uh, super fun i gave you a whole new way to look at an action game with a little less action um yeah yeah hands down i mean grand theft auto 4 you know, mind blowing. It was real neat. You know, New York, you know, I sat down and played that game with the gal who, you know, lived on the East Coast and she helped me drive around the freeways in the game to get around. That was impressive. You know, that's where they were going with the 360 PS3 experience. Storytelling, gameplay though, Sons of mm-hmm. Liberty, Kojima. Um, yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you guys 100%. 100%.
1: I completely agree. Um I, I even agree with like what you were saying with like Snake Eater and, you know, the following Metal Gear Solid games being taxing and difficult to uh-huh. see through to the end. Um, cuz as much as I love all of the games, um Metal Gear Solid 2 is probably the one that I've played the most. I've just even and it's like one of the more linear ones aside from the first one. It's pretty linear. I mean, it does have these open areas ish, you know? You you have your mm. options. Um but it's a pretty linear game, but it gives you so much variety in how to tackle each situation. And um it was like one of the my first experiences with a game like that, like a tactical stealth shooter. It was um it's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I I have to agree as well. Uh I think if I remember correctly, uh, my first experience with Metal Gear was a uh, a demo disc, like a Pizza Hut demo disc, if I'm not not mistaken, <laughs> yeah. actually. So.
1: Yeah, I think so. That was mine, too. I had a demo disc where you were just on that freighter at the very beginning or whatever mm-hmm. it was. You were like on that boat and uh, you could only play up to a certain section of the boat. And I played that over and over and over and over again. And uh, amazing game.
2: Yeah, I stumbled upon this one because I uh, played Snake Eater first on the PS2. Uh, I came across this on the Vita when they did the HD collection. Oh. Mm. So I, go, I bought I bought the collection for Snake Eater. It's like oh, the other one. Let's play that. And felt like I was missing out. Really glad it happened. Um, still haven't beat Snake Eater on that cartridge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just open up you know Sons of Liberty and you know sneak through again.
1: Yeah, there's something really great. I mean, it's like a great, I don't know, it's like Hideo Kojima making a Western action film, but you can play it, you know? It's like his his concept of what a Western action film is, except it's also like so anime at times. (laughs) It's like extremely like over the top. Yeah, Uh, and it's amazing. I don't know, it's scratched every itch and even some itches that I didn't know I had at the time. And it's such a great experience. We gave a
2: lot of credit to naughty dog. Oh, sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no. So we gave a lot of credit to naughty dog and uncharted two for creating or really expanding upon the theatrical video game experience.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But Kojima man, um, it, it made you comfortable just taking a back seat and taking a deep breath when you're playing the game and really paying attention to what's going on to the voice acting, um, all the little side pieces of information they give you that you could pick up on. Like, it puts you in a world, it gave you a world, and it definitely set up a story that, you know, if you hadn't played the other games or read in magazines what was going on, it was a lot of fun for you to use your imagination, put Mm -hmm. together the pieces of what's going on, like, who is Raiden? How's he connected to Big Boss? Like, what's going... Is it a clone? Was he engineered what's happening? And yeah. Just trying to make sense of everything. It was fun. It was extremely engaging.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Our next it's matchup... 80. That was easy, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> our next,
0: ma- <laughs> next matchup is Goldeneye 007 versus Super Mario Odyssey. This is hard. Um yeah I, Odyssey, yeah, I think yeah, I think Odyssey is a great game, but I think it's really important to know that Goldeneye literally like brought multiplayer like shooter games to people's living rooms. I I, I tried to, to look um, before this episode. I think as far as I could tell, quake was the only other like the the big like multiplayer like shooter, before this but that was pc only you had to you know set up a server and like play with other yeah. people and stuff this is especially for me the first game that i can remember plugging in four controllers at a sleepover and then yelling at the kid who picked odd job and staying up off
1: limits nobody's yeah. allowed to play his odd job you're a dick if you play odd job <laughs> like you're just a
0: dick uh, but yeah, I, I think Go- <laughs> I, I think Goldeneye, what it did for for uh multiplayer shooters and just you know the nineties sleepover aesthetic in general yeah. is really yeah, man. really hard to to so put up is, against Odyssey. This
1: is a tough one to choose from though, right? Because you also have to battle like, okay, which one do I love more? Because am I hanging on to Goldeneye for because for nostalgia reasons? Or am I hanging on to Super Mario Odyssey because of my recency bias, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, that's such a tough mm-hmm. thing to juggle. Um, but I do have to agree. I personally, I kind of feel like Golden GoldenEye 007 is the better of the two games, and that's a very difficult decision to make, but I, I feel like that's, that's the one.
0: And I, I will say... Golden Knight doesn't play very well by today's standards. I don't no. know if you guys have played it.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's rough. <laughs>
0: it is so rough. <laughs> but it is it is such an important influential game that I think uh in what it did for Couch Co op? Yeah, for mm-hmm. Couch Co op and for the N sixty four. Absolutely. Being, and what it did for for movie tie-in video games. Because I mean, Goldeneye and Spider-Man 2 are the only ones that I can think of that are worth worth their salt, you know. So yeah.
2: You didn't pick up That's... the Green Lantern game on Xbox 360? You know, <laughs> I was gonna, but then I
0: I saw the movie and I thought I have so many better things to do with my time.
2: Yo, so sidebar? Quick sidebar, speaking of that Green Lantern game on 360, um, I got really into playing Killer Instinct with a fight stick recently, the mm-hmm. the, the modern Killer Instinct on Xbox One. And uh, so, you know, as I'm looking up, you know, my characters and stuff and, like, how to go about my, you know, what I'm doing, I watched a little Killer Instinct documentary about how they got to making the game and hiring the dev team. They hired the dev team from Green Lantern, the movie tie-in game. Oh, God. I felt like I was watching a salesman talk to me as he's selling me the viewer. I'm like, oh no, so I saw these guys in this screen Lantern game and just what they were able to do.
3: <laughs> it's, oh it's like, are you convincing God. me or are you convincing
2: yourself? <laughs> I almost I almost returned the fight stick then. I was like, oh, no way. Oh, I right? know. <laughs> they're like, if this
0: is what they're putting out, I don't know if I can trust their judgment at this point.
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's a terrific game. It's fun. It does what you need it to do. Um... Yeah, as far as these two games go, uh, what the, the listeners can't see is on the next bracket is another game by these developers um, that I feel plays superior to GoldenEye 007. Um, now, everything, the nostalgia factor, um, what it did for the N64, um, how flipping sweet it was to have this game, uh, real big deal. Corey hit on a good point with the recency buy. I thought that was terrific on Mario Odyssey because mm-hmm. I had a great time playing that. It's one of my purchases, you know, from last year, year before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a it's, tough one. It, 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 I'm it never really going to replay be- GoldenEye. It's it's not going to because <laughs> I've got the other game that's on this list that everyone's going to be hearing about shortly. Um, you know, on an updated console. And it mm-hmm. plays great. Uh, Goldeneye, you know, I've played that on an emulator since the day. Um, as far as controls go, doesn't hold up. But they were figuring stuff out, though. Um, yeah.
0: Have you uh, have you played it with the, P, uh, with the keyboard and mouse mod?
2: Negative. But I have. I grew up playing a lot of PC games. So before this came out, the Dark Forces games on PC, along with Doom and Quake, uh, were really mm. stellar fps games uh dark forces 2 um jedi knight dark forces 2 that one was a 3d game didn't have the, the same doom kind of sprite feel uh, i think that did the fps experience a lot better i believe i came out at least the same time if not earlier um god it, it's hard it's hard i like them both <laughs> um I, I got to give to Goldeneye. Oh, it's yeah. hard to skip over Goldeneye. Go. I want to talk yeah. myself out of it. You guys watch me try. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but,
1: yeah. uh, well, yeah, it's I hard, especially because Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> <laughs> is such a wonderful game. It's such a great it's experience. It's so slick.
2: Yeah. It feels yeah. great, looks great.
1: And Honestly, it'll hold
2: up. It'll
0: hold
1: yeah, up for a long, it, long time. It's, it's one of
0: those games, too, that it's it's got this curve to it where like oh it's it's really easy to just pick this game up and like play and go around and jump as Mario and stuff and then you see the shit people do online like with their like <laughs> long jump triple jump backflip off the wall like roll crazy yeah. shit and i'm like like the the amount of of movement freedom that that game allows is is insane to me and i think yeah. that you know it it really shows that when nintendo has an idea they they go with it and they they take it to the fullest extent
3: mm-hmm.
0: and and mm-hmm. it is one of the most well polished games i've ever played uh and i think you could say that about pretty much any game made by nintendo that it's it's going to be incredibly well polished it's not gonna have bugs it's not gonna have any of these issues yeah. it's it just is so good
2: it's really it's it's, their sports car you know they they put that thing out and yeah with how much you could do and how big that game was i don't i can't recall getting stuck in a wall at any point or having some stupid happen you know
0: and the the moment where you beat you know bowser and you wake up and you're in the mushroom kingdom yeah. And then you realize that you get to run around the mushroom kingdom, and then you get that skin that turns into sixty-four uh, Mario. You you can't. Let's beat change.
2: That let's just let's, let's, let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's let's hey, you know what? Let's all just switch to Mario Odyssey right now. It's not over. We haven't <laughs> moved on.
3: We, have it. we, we haven't.
0: We couldn't. I think we all kind of convinced ourselves that it's I I feel like it's
1: I, okay, maybe it's Mario Odyssey. I think it's Mario Odyssey now. Actually. I think it's Mario Odyssey. I think, I think it's, it's Mario Odyssey. Just yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I uh, think I think in in trying to to talk about like in, like lessen lessen the blow of picking Goldeneye, we convinced ourselves that it's actually Odyssey
1: that's the better right? game. Yeah the, the the past me, the child of myself, is so sad. Yeah, but it's definitely it's, <laughs> definitely Mario Odyssey. Yes. All right, Mario Odyssey wins that
3: round. Here we go. Off the rails, don't you know it's time to raise our sails. It's freedom like you never. Knew. Yo,
2: is that the uh, 8-bit dough controller?
0: No, it's, it's the there. Switch Jordan. Pro controller.
2: Uh very similar looking yeah. okay yeah. yeah yeah i picked up an 8-bit dough that thing works pretty Dude, pretty swimmingly
0: you know what you need to get the the nintendo wireless oh. <laughs> snes got controller
2: it. nice Got it. yeah bro i i got that i got the nes wireless i got the 8-bit dough and then some wish.com controllers for other people. <laughs>
1: oh hell yeah. Good to go. <laughs> I not remember what these ones are called. Um but I love these on my Switch.
2: Oh, those, have oh, those great are have Yeah,
1: they're they're really nice. Like they're lightweight. There's no rumble, which is fine, but they're lightweight and it just, I don't know, it feels better in my hands mm-hmm. while I'm holding the switch.
0: Yeah, I I whenever I play handheld, I find like the my my the bottom of my palms here after a while just yeah. gets like
1: yeah it, and it starts to either fall it, asleep like, or and and i don't know like i think my wrists are just like too dainty or something but after holding it for a while and how how it feels like my wrists kind of start to hurt yeah and so yeah. this this has totally changed that i do you love guys my oya Oh, I remember the Ouya! Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh my god! This is oh, one of my, my favorite god. controllers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's an Oya clone for the Switch. No way! D pad is garbage. <laughs> I already had to repair it and open it up and re. I had to fix some things. Wow. So it didn't take long, but uh, the authentic the Oya ability, experience. <laughs> <laughs> it Incredible. feels great. Uh, however. That sort of design aesthetic did come from
1: Wish.com, so very hard to to
2: come across again.
1: (laughs) Oh my God! Incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, dude, I
2: broke it initially playing Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Ooh, is that what that game's called? Nice. Uh, Yeah, just wasn't built for real,
1: real competitive gaming, which is why my friend's kids get to use it. All right. Ready for the next round? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Alright, our, our next round is number 11, Perfect Dark, versus number 2, or I'm sorry, number 22, Batman Arkham City.
1: Um, right. Perfect well, Dark. I, Jared, you were already kind of talking about this in the last round, <laughs> and... um. <laughs> I didn't really know where to land on this. I played a very little bit of Perfect Dark and I've played probably more Batman Arkham City, but um, it's a game that I never really got too into. And I think after hearing you talk about Perfect Dark without actually mentioning its name, already sold me on picking Perfect Dark. Like, I think that that uh, is the better game.
2: Well, Perfect Dark. Um, so they, you know, honed in on what 007 gave us. You know, which, you know, our imaginations wanted it to be like replayable. This game's gonna hold up and talking about Goldeneye. Um Perfect Dark is that holds up version of Goldeneye. Um mm-hmm. and then a step further, what they did after that game, uh the Time Splitters games, Time Splitters 2, I still have an original Xbox just to play that game. Um yeah, holds up great. Um Batman Arkham City, I'm kind of right there uh, with you, Corey. I played it. Didn't play it a whole lot. I appreciated what it was. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, Perfect Dark. Nothing like a solid, just hallway, first-person shooter. Nice and simple. Nice and clean. Jordan, what are yeah. you thinking?
0: Um, I know a lot of people think that Arkham City is, like, the best superhero game ever made that is objectively wrong. Man 2? It's, what it's it. No, it's Spider-Man <laughs> for the PS4. Spider-Man PS4 is the best.
2: Yo, uh, yo,
0: easily. That's a great um, game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I am going to have to say, I'm going to go with perfect dark as well. Uh, I think that, um, especially for like, for the N64 era, I think that perfect dark was probably
1: top tier, um, FPS, uh, I will give Batman Arkham City credit where credits do, though. Its combat system, um, how like it was kind of sticky and it like you kind of locked onto your enemies oh, and you, yeah, it like that flow that you would get. I feel like so many games owe Arkham City and Rocksteady credit for that system. I mean, we just mentioned it. Spider Man PS4 kind of uses that same system, too, you know, that. Kind of. I mean, Mm -hmm. very much so, uses that same system. (laughs) A lot of games do, and you don't really think about it, but it was, like, it was these Batman games that really started that, kind of, or at least, like, honed it. Assassin's
2: Creed honed it. Mm -hmm. Rocksteady made it pretty solid. Um, I've only played later Assassin's Creed editions, uh, but their combat system's pretty similar. I didn't play the first three where you're... um, uh, what's his name? The Eagle Guy? Oh yeah, um, Ezio. Arrows or Ezio. There it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, those games, yeah, the Batman games felt great. Um looked good too. Looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Jordan, where are you sitting again on this one? Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, that's right. Same.
1: I mean Okay. Credit where credits due. Those Batman games, they're great. They're beloved. A lot of people like them. But yeah, Perfect Dark. I I vote to go forward to solid. All right, so that so <laughs> brings us up. up
0: next life or next up is number 27 <laughs> Half Life, uh, and uh, number six Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, I'm going Galaxy 2 because it's everything that I said was great about Galaxy and it adds Yoshi to it so. Biggity bam, biggity boom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean Half Life is a great game. Um and for its time, it really like blew a lot of people's minds. Um I didn't play it until much later. But um I so I don't really have like that nostalgia factor when voting for it. Um so i am I'm gonna have to go with Super Mario Galaxy 2. It's just a better Super Mario Galaxy. It's mm-hmm. It's got everything you loved about the first one and more.
2: Agreed. 100%. Uh, yeah. This, this one's super easy. You know, <laughs> growing up, you never had anyone bringing you over really to, hey, come play Half-Life, you know, but they would walk <laughs> yeah. you over to the Wii and be like Mario Galaxy 2, you know? Um, yeah. Mario Galaxy 2. Um, yeah. Perfect. Easy. Huh.
3: Yeah,
2: that's an that's so easy. Look at us.
1: Look at us go. Just moving right along. <laughs> Just killing it, you guys. God.
0: Oh, that brings us to number seven, Red Dead Redemption 2 versus number 26, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Uh, this is another, uh, another tough one um, where it feels like you're really saying, do I care more about the game's story or being able to make the story myself? kind of thing kind of yeah
1: yeah also like red dead redemption 2 like you can really live in that world for quite a while i mean fuck skyrim you could but you can steal every wheel of
0: cheese in skyrim
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean my vote is definitely skyrim i've had so much more fun playing skyrim uh as a whole than what i did with red dead redemption 2 i feel like red dead redemption 2 is a very ambitious beautiful game and the story is like it's it's Rockstar's best story they've told like to date in yeah. my opinion and um it's fantastic and it's a great game with great mechanics but i mean come on it's going up against Skyrim it's going up against Skyrim the game that's on everything
0: <laughs> Skyrim will literally outlive all of us
1: yeah you know And there's Uh like, there's so much you can do. There's so many infinite possibilities, um, between like the different builds that you make, uh, you know, for all your different characters. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just adore Skyrim. I mean, I, I went back a couple years ago and replayed it, um, the, like the remaster on the PS4, whatever it was, like the up-res version basically. Uh And I platinumed it. I just fucking platinumed it (laughs) because I had nothing else to do. And uh, nice. it's an amazing game. Still, yeah, I I think that Skyrim, the just the amount of stuff that it it
0: allows you to do is incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, not that Red Dead isn't an incredible game. It's just that i I don't think that
1: it's I don't think it's going to stand the test of time like Skyrim. I don't think will. So. And then I'll just say for myself personally, in Skyrim, I never got upset when something was far away. In Red Dead mm. Redemption 2, I was constantly irritated when I had to travel really far away for the next bit of story. Um, not be- and, and the world was gorgeous. There was so much that you could run into or see along the way, but that it, the world was just so... Big, like it could take you a really long time to get to that next mission. And if you only had a little bit of time to play the game and you just wanted to like enjoy the story to get to that next story moment, like you really <laughs> you you had a long ways to travel in some instances, and sometimes I'd just be like, "No, why huh? yeah <laughs> yeah. So. it it definitely could be.
0: Woof, you know, at times. Yeah. It, it it's just difficult to do. Um but I, I think that plus also, you know, with Red Dead, there's really only one way to play Red Dead.
1: Uh Yeah. Red Dead is less of you creating a story and more so you're on this ride. Right. And um and Skyrim, like you are directly involved in that story or at least it feels more like it you know
3: mm-hmm.
1: in skyrim and uh 100 yeah. yeah love it it's a great game there's a reason why you can play it on literally fucking everything even a refrigerator so exactly yeah yeah 100 percent. oh like on alexa an alexa refrigerator is that <laughs> what you're talking about i think it was on like samsung refrigerators or something for oh, okay. a while
2: yeah it <laughs> was yeah nice
1: yeah yeah so this one um
2: yeah skyrim Horse Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, I got to admit, though, never played Red Dead Redemption 2. Something about it, um, it kind of reminded me of uh, Phantom Pain. Just the whole, like, I'm being on a horse, just drudging along Mm -hmm. to, like, come across the thing I got to do. Where in Skyrim, there's something about that fantasy world where I want to do that. It's like, okay, cool. I'm in. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I thought you had a really good point about there was, it didn't feel taxing to travel the map yeah there's a lot to do and uh as I've kind of hinted earlier in the podcast I'm a big fan of making your own story as you go along you know any game that lets you use your imagination to connect those dots I think is fantastic yeah you know you don't need to have stuff spoon-fed to you what's going on and just Skyrim's ability to you know let you do what you want however you want you know screw the main quest you know Mm -hmm. I was a werewolf for a long time before I was like okay All right, let's get back to it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it just gave me no interest in checking out Red Dead. If I wanted to be immersed in the world as somebody else, um, I knew I had Skyrim to go to. Right. Uh, So, yeah, Skyrim, absolutely for me. All right.
0: That brings us to our next
1: matchup. I feel like this one's easy. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tekken 3 versus Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3.
1: Like this Tony Hawk Pro Skater this 3.
0: Easy. It's Tony Hawk for me.
2: It's Tony I mean Hawk. you could play as Darth Maul Wolverine in that one. Um that was a lot of fun. The the to... <laughs> No in uh and Tony Pro Hawk. Skater 3. Oh you could? I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You, you needed to play skate more. <laughs> or uh yeah, that game was super fun. So many hours on that.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: God,
2: I want to... There's, other, there's better Tekken's out there, though, than Tekken 3. Uh, Tekken 3 was great. I mean, coming from growing up, playing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, you know, the... kind of side-scrolling fighter games. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get into the sidestep in, um, you know, that kind of made you feel like video games were progressing. Big fan of feeling like you're getting the most out of the technology. But at the same time, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, they kept up the game it was a lot of fun a lot of hours is that the one where you could be steve on a horse is that pro skater three i want there's a, there's a lot don't... going on in that game yeah i don't remember to oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah pro skater three for sure yeah a uh, mad respect for tekken though
1: all right next up we have halo versus bioshock
3: Heyo, who wants to go first?
1: <laughs> I'm going to go first. Yeah.
2: Beautiful. Right? That gives me goosebumps. A lot of feeling of nostalgia. Like, I got, like, you know, my mother's warmth keeping me safe, you know, hearing the Halo music. Um, 1v1 blood gods bro. <laughs> Let's go. Dude. Uh Bioshock. Uh, these are both games I've bought on multiple platforms and just can't mm-hmm. I can't have a console without them. I, I gotta have Bioshock and Halo. They're mm-hmm. on everything of mine. Um, gonna give it to Bioshock. It's for story. The first person, first person play is terrific on it. Uh, it. It feels like a great shooter. Um, and then there's a lot of variety. I like that there's choices in it. You know, you can go collect your radios, hear stuff, learn more about the world. um, And you could really just kind of project, like, who would I be? Who would I be in this underwater city? Am I going to be a piece of work and kill all these little girls? Or am I going to save them? And then it's spooky. You know, that sucks you in more. Uh, Tekken, great, solid shooter. Um, Could care less about the storyline. Don't care. I'm Master Chief. I'm going from. Beginning of the level to the end of the level, and I'm shooting everything. And that's about all the experience I get out of it. uh Yeah, Bioshock. It's just, you know, it sucks you in. A lot of fun, great world, great sequels. Bioshock.
1: So you're choosing Bioshock?
2: Yeah. You're choosing and, Bioshock? Oh, man. I know. I'm choosing, Bi- I, f- I love Halo. <laughs> but Bioshock, uh, yeah. just something warm and fuzzy about Bioshock more so than Halo. I don't, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with you. Like I love both of these games. I feel like these are games that, you know, if I had an Xbox, I'd have, you know, the Halo collection. I'd have I'd be playing Halo all the time still. You know, or like mm-hmm. Halo for the longest time was I would just beat it over and over and over again, you know, play, you know, With friends you know before you were playing on xbox live you were like hooking all your xboxes together um doing a LAN party with xboxes and and i i just i have to pick halo like it really took it was one of the after goldeneye it was one of the first first person shooters that really kind of clicked on a like large scale like couch co-op and then going into you know early xbox live um absolutely yeah i have to pick halo halo for me
2: yeah it definitely followed up what we all loved about the 007 experience Mm -hmm. like it it was like you know the next generation of that yeah like yeah it definitely filled that that hole you know once you moved on to the next generation of consoles absolutely Mm -hmm. what's up jordan
0: you yeah where you i'm i'm going halo uh I think that reasonable. that it's it's impossible to deny what that game did. Uh I think you know the franchise arguably isn't the same now as it was uh was back in the day, but I think that it has launched so many different I, I mean that game literally launched Xbox Live for all intents and purposes. You yeah. Know? So I, yeah. I think that that it's <laughs> it brought. That's the first game that I remember. You know, like you guys said, hooking up four Xboxes and four different rooms with four people per Xbox and <laughs> yeah. and playing a big sixteen player <laughs> match and stuff like that. So I think that, you know, it's it's also the the first. It was in my, you know, in my mind, the first uh, killer app. Like it was, yeah. it was the thing that's like, why do you, why do I buy an Xbox? You buy an Xbox for Halo. Like
3: mm-hmm.
0: before that, I yeah. there weren't a lot of video games that had that outside of maybe Mario sixty four on the N sixty four and mm-hmm. yeah. Final Fantasy seven on PlayStation. Arguably, you know, like uh, yeah. you could make the argument, you know, like. That I mean, if you look at the PS2, the PS2 didn't have a killer app. Its its selling point was it's the cheapest DVD player on the market. the yeah. The GameCube didn't have a killer app. There's no, there's no game. I love the GameCube. I love all the games on the GameCube. There's no game on the GameCube where that you can point to and say, "This is why you buy a GameCube." Like this, this experience is why you buy a GameCube. And Smash Brothers. Maybe Smash Brothers, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. I fucking hate the Smash Bros community, so I'm not going to give them that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh but like they're all pedophiles apparently, so <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, bro, it's, that, it's a whole uh, thing, man. I don't want to Google that. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I, I remember, like, one of the last times they announced a new character, I was like, I want to go see what's what's happening with all the, the new character drops. And I opened the subreddit, and it's just, like, 45 different people in the scene of accused of sexually assaulting and <laughs> harassing players and stuff. And I'm like unsubscribe from this subreddit okay like yeah. <laughs> um oh wow but yeah i think i think Halo, i wish you didn't say that
2: I, <laughs> I bought all the expansions already for the switch version
0: so did i like. so you know i'm uh
2: whatever
1: <laughs> uh but the, oh, so now you both are on a fbi watch list pretty much <laughs> just just having played smash yep. <laughs> um
0: so yeah ah, i it's fine. very i think it's very interesting um but I, I really think that, yeah. What what Halo did and what it did for the Xbox, uh, you gotta you gotta go Halo. You gotta go yeah. Halo. Agreed. Next matchup is number thirty one Baldur's Gate two versus number two
1: Tony Hawk Pro Skater two. For me, that's crazy. The number Tony Hawk Pro Skater two is number two. Yeah. Yeah. Our our second highest rated game of all time,
0: and do you know why? You can skate as Spider-Man, baby. So for me, that's why (laughs) I get the Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things to unlock. Um, Uh, Skate Heaven, Spider-Man, low grab mode.
1: I mean, I I'd have to I have to pick Tony Hawk again just because I've played these games so much. I love the Baldur's Gate games, but um there was one I played in particular, but I can't remember which one it was to be completely honest. I don't remember if it was Baldur's Gate 2. It very well could I have been. I think 3
0: is still in early
1: access right now, isn't it? Um yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, it probably was 2 then that I played. But um great game. Uh fantastic game even, but I I just think Tony Hawk moves forward. It's, it's like a, it's a, it's a cultural touchstone for our generation. It's like the
0: soundtrack to that game is the best video game soundtrack and introduced me (laughs) to ska, to punk, to alternative, to so many different good bands and genres, man.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, the soundtrack. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that's a great point, Jordan. That is, fantastic because we didn't have a lot of games that you could listen to real fucking music on yeah you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and that
1: man they had they yeah.
0: had so many good bands on there Ah,
1: uh, yeah yeah very good i a lot of us might to tony hawk thing. pro skater too
0: yeah that's that's how i was you know that that whole yeah. and that that you know those tony hawk games are some of those games where you you can just play those, and they're relaxing. And you just you just chill out, mm-hmm. smoke a little weed, play some video games. You just kicking back, maxing and relaxing, man. Ditto, pro skater too. All right, that is the end of round one. Then. Uh, okay. So. Awesome, uh, yeah. we've made it. We made it all the way through one round. It only took us two hours.
1: That's it. <laughs> just Uh, a measly two hours (laughs) uh, i feel like the chop 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 these next couple rounds will go a little quicker i feel like Um, i think we've already gone through the ins and outs of why we love the games that are still on this list so we'll be able to kind of go through it a little quicker
0: So we'll start with number one, Ocarina of Time, versus number 17, Half-Life 2. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Goes Ocarina for me as well, yeah.
2: Jared? By default, um, Ocarina already won. Uh, I haven't had (laughs) much time on that game at all, but I do respect the Zelda franchise, and uh, I do remember how impressive that game was, you know, checking it out, that world for the Mm -hmm. first time. Uh, So yeah, yeah, Zelda for sure. Very
1: nice. So. Uh all right. Next is Breath of the Wild versus Grand Theft Auto Five. I feel like this is a very tough one.
2: Oh man, I just got <laughs> so between these two. Interesting. I'm going Breath of the Wild, baby. Love my GTA. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. That that game. Just so many hours in bed playing that. Um, I can't just deny how chill and just stress-free that experience was.
1: Yep. Yep. I'll go Breath of the Wild. I was honestly, um, if if Jared, if you picked GTA, I was just going to pick GTA. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> just
1: to see two Zeldas not go up against each other. Because it, I was right. torn for this, because yeah. they're both great games. Um, but I will say, I, I am leaning more Breath of the Wild for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: There's something about Breath of the Wild. It feels like it has more substance.
1: You know, um, you know what it is for
2: Breath of the Wild for me? It's a little classier.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, it's for sure it? classier. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I remember playing Breath of the Wild on launch week, and I I went into the game feeling like I, you know, had had digested a lot of, like, the, the preview hype around it. Um, And I remember... You know, I was playing it every every night until like two, three o'clock in the morning when it first came out. And I remember at one point I'm playing, my girlfriend at the time was a, asleep in bed and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed playing and I'm walking across that bridge in Lake Hylia and the the dragon comes up out of the lake next to me and oh, just starts flying yeah. into the air. And I was just like, <gasps> and just started smacking my girlfriend on her leg and was like, wake up, wake up. Wake this <laughs> like and she didn't care you know but like that i've never i never had any mo- anything co- close to that in grand theft
2: auto you know what i'm saying like that yeah that no. was a nice surprise right it's like oh this this is a world that's running on its own yeah is mm-hmm. what that those dragons did for me you know when they start showing up like that
0: Speaking of Zelda, our next matchup is number number 28, Wind Waker, versus number 21, Resident Evil 4. Uh, this is, I guess, a case of whimsy versus uh, terror and despair. Um,
1: Wind Waker. Yeah yeah from Wind Waker. I mean it's it's hilarious and it kind of sucks. that this is basically this section here of the bracket just turned into the Zelda bracket. Yep.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to pick Wind Waker and it, it's it's just it that speaks to how great these games are, you know, and how different yeah. they are and uh, I I have to pick The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker.
0: Yeah. I I have to go yeah, with. As I said earlier, ne- go, ahead, go uh, ahead. I was going to say I, I got to go with Wind Waker as well. Um, just because that—that that is a game I think that every Zelda fan should play, uh, and I think that just that game is so good that Ubisoft saw that and was <laughs> like, "We should make the next Assassin's Creed be Wind Waker." And <laughs> oh, I mean. That's all Black Flag is. is just That's, it's just yeah. it's <laughs> Assassin's Creed Wind Waker.
2: Uh, <laughs> Yo, that was a game. That was, that was a-, a game. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, Man, you guys are selling me on Wind Waker. As I said earlier, you know, didn't have a GameCube growing up, missed this title. But uh, dude, if you yeah, I'd throw my cap in for Wind Waker just for on the merit of the franchise. Were there more Zelda ports for the Switch? I feel like. They should just be um, those out. They should. I don't know why they're not. Link's Awakening was fantastic. If they did just the Game Boy Advanced and whatever games and redid those like uh, mm-hmm. Link's Awakening, we that's just money in the bank on its own. We talked about yeah.
0: this on a previous episode how we want the uh, the Oracle games in the style of Link's Awakening mm. on the Switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Nintendo, please. Amazing. Please, please give me, give me all Zeldas on the Switch. That's what I want. Every single Zelda playable on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Not just- We'll buy the OLED ones. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if, if you say that you, like how they did with the, the new 3DS, that was the only way you could emulate uh, Super Nintendo games on your 3DS. And so I went out and I got a new 3DS to emulate a link to the past on there, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, Nintendo. I'll, I'll fucking do it. I don't, I don't care. You've got me. You've got me wrapped <laughs> around your finger at this point. They've had you for a long time, Jordan. They've literally had me my entire life, and it's sad and disgusting.
2: <laughs> well, just uh, bite down and learn to love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> moving on yeah.
2: uh,
1: our, ne- <laughs> uh, our next round
0: is uh number 13 grand theft auto 3 versus number four soul Calibur.
1: uh love soul Calibur, but uh there's no contest here yeah. it's gta 3 there's no contest it's gta Three. absolutely for me. yeah
0: yeah yeah all right, cool. We're just, this second round is going a lot quicker, I feel like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now we've got uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty versus Super Mario Odyssey.
3: This one's so hard. Aye,
2: aye, aye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> <sighs> Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, definitely. I have to pick that one. I have to. <clears throat> It's Hideo Kojima I feel like it's Hideo Kojima at his best in my opinion it's an amazing story um you don't really have to play I mean I when I played this f- game the first time I didn't play the first one and I'm sure there's a lot of context that I was missing to it <clears throat> but it's like what you said Jared like Jumping into it and not understanding where the story is going or some of like, you know, the gaps in your knowledge in it and trying to piece that together for yourself and understand. And and the story is already convoluted as it is and very complex. And then trying to piece that all together yourself. And uh, there's just something to that that makes this game super special. And uh, I have to pick Metal Gear Solid 2.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh,
1: Metal Gear as well
0: for
2: all the points that you made. Honestly, yeah, what can be said has been said. Uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, my only addition to your points, Corey, are you know, when it comes time to sell games, I remember selling Mario Odyssey, get a few bucks, did not sell my Sons of Liberty, you know. <laughs> so that's the game I'm definitely going to revisit some more. All right, next round brings us to.
0: Number 11, Perfect Dark versus number 6, Galaxy 2. For me, it's Galaxy 2 all the way. Yeah, I think so. You want to make your case for Perfect Dark,
2: Jared? My case for Perfect Dark is it leads to time splitters too. So that's not much of a case, I think. <laughs> 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 no, Mario. Mario, pat in for Mario. Uh, They really expanded upon those, you know, open world Mario games or the 3D plane. Um, Yeah, Mario for sure. All right. That
0: brings us to
2: uh,
0: number 26, Skyrim versus number 10, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Skyrim. didn't expect that to be tough.
1: Skyrim. I love the Tony Hawk games, but I have to pick Skyrim for this one. I
0: I kind of am inclined to agree uh, because I I think that Pro Skater Three is the weakest of the Pro Skater games to be honest with you, mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think that there's just so one and one and two are much stronger yeah. for sure. Yeah,
0: and that's really what
1: it comes down to for me.
2: Is uh, so that two is still on this list and it's just objectively the better game? That's a good point. I totally forgot we had two just down the list a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, well, this got a lot easier for me, yeah. Skyrim, fantastic. <laughs> um, mad respect for Pro Skater 3 though, just so many hours. I may have put more hours into Pro Skater 3 than I did Skyrim Ooh, over the years. That's a hot take, yeah. that. That's yeah, so actually... it. It was rough because that was that was a lot of afternoons, you know, a lot yeah. of rainy days just all right cool just hanging out being these different characters um that is a great point though because i mean like
1: skyrim i've sunk a lot of time into but i didn't think really about the collective time i've sunk into those tony hawk pro skater games like especially younger you have less access to all these different games you're pretty much just playing like that one game for months at a time you know and your 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 whole sense of time when
0: you're younger is a lot different and games Mm -hmm. back then didn't record your play time as far as i remember so yeah not a lot of them anyways Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: a countdown clock get you out of there just per level skyrim wins so what did i do skyrim yeah all right uh that brings us to halo versus tony hawk 2 I I didn't want to tell you guys that that's what Tony Hawk two was up against when (laughs) I said that we had that later on down the list, but I want to hear what
2: you guys say first. Ah, man, you know, both games, so many hours. Um, halo halo. If I, you know, both of those games, you could play with friends, you know, couch or not. Um, It's going to be more of a good time to play Halo with somebody than to, you know, Mm -hmm. play Tony Hawk. Not that it's going to be more of a good time, but more often. More often, someone's going to be down to play Halo with me. Like, hey, you want to hop into Tony Hawk? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, an FPS is an FPS. Everyone knows the Halo buttons. You might have to figure out how to throw a grenade again. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I agree.
0: Without a doubt. I think I think you make a really good point. And to piggyback on that point, you can only ask one person to play Tony Hawk with you. You can ask fifteen friends to play Halo with you. Yeah, you know, like it's I I feel like be, both of them are are definitely games that are better when you're playing with other people, in my opinion. But I think that Halo, to me, the only game that dethrones Halo is like the like kind of. Party video game is Mario Kart. the campaign in Halo is incredible in its own right as well mm-hmm. and one thing yeah, we absolutely. haven't touched on all these times we've talked about t- Halo is creating your own game modes in multiplayer that was added in, that wasn't the first one wasn't it? That's I remember that right. being in in two for sure, but I'm pretty sure like one had King of the hill, it had deathmatch, it had those, but I mm-hmm. think once also allowed you to make your own game modes like. The other ones did right like custom game modes i think, modes. think I, so I, I
2: think there was yeah you there was like you could toggle different um yeah like different things and, and stuff like, to uh, and then save the it as... kind of stuff or
1: i think you could it was like you could turn shields off or something yeah yeah or like you can like only time. certain guns spawn yep, stuff like that. like that yeah yeah it was more limited than like i think the following Halo games, but I think there was some level of cu- customization. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember; it's been so long. God, but yeah, we've we've got we've got a lot of really good uh, games going up against each other here. We now. do, we do. <laughs>
2: uh, no, this is fun. This brings us
1: to uh,
0: our our next round. Is this the semifinals? Is that what this is? Now? No, we are at the. Uh, the eighth finals so it's it's this round and then quarters so
1: oh yeah yeah
0: now we've got a tough one uh ocarina of time versus breath of the wild
2: all right i don't know how much weight my opinion carries because i never put much time into ocarina uh this this is you gentlemen
1: well you you choose breath of the wild right so that's that's where you go. By
2: def- by default, just based off of, you know, experience. But you remove me. You know, I mean, both you guys have a knowledge base for both games. So I'm really so, interested to see how you guys pit them against each other.
1: It's like, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes before. So I feel like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was Zelda starting, like, a new... It was... It was a new version of what Zelda was. It was Zelda in a 3D space. And Breath of the Wild also is a new version of what Zelda is going forward. Mm -hmm. It's Zelda in an open world, more like, I don't know, I guess minimalist sort of space, even though there's like so much you can do. It's like the story and it's very minimalist. It just lets you go and do what you want sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So these are both Zelda doing this new format for the first time and
2: fantastic (laughs) point
1: it's so difficult to choose um i didn't i'm just gonna say i didn't think this is where i was gonna go uh this goes against my initial gut reaction but i'm gonna choose breath of the wild i think wow i adore ocarina of time but I mean i I might have to choose breath of the wild where where are you falling on this story oh
0: i'm I'm ocarina of time uh and this yeah. the reason is uh the divine the best divine beast is nowhere near as good as the worst dungeon in ocarina of time, and I think yeah. that that is Zelda's bread and butter is that those puzzles in that dungeon. Uh, and I think that Breath of the Wild makes really good use of a lot of the shrines to make up for that. But mm. I think that that core element of you go into a dungeon, you start solving puzzles, you get an item, and then that recontextualizes the puzzles in the dungeon, and then recontextualizes a lot of the puzzles you find in the overworld. I think that that is a much more engaging gameplay loop then here are all of your tools go do whatever you want which is what breath of the wild is they give you everything up front they give you all the tools you need you know within the first hour of the game once you leave the plateau and then they say get on with it whereas the progression in ocarina of time where you're constantly learning new things and being able to open up more and more of the world i think that that makes it uh for me again, that Zelda games are all about that sense of wonder. And it's that, that aha moment that you get when you get the hook shot and you go, Oh, now this thing that I saw wait, you know, a couple hours ago on the other side of the map, I remember now I can use this item and go there and get that heart piece or whatever. And I think that that, That's something that I think was really, really missing from Breath of the Wild that I'm really hoping they add back in the sequel, uh, because that was a criticism I heard from a lot of people was, you know, about the the divine beasts not being as good as the, uh, as the dungeons in previous Zelda games. Mainly because, you know, it's it's cool how. you're able to move the the each different divine beast. You can kind of move it in a certain way to like change the environment and and solve the puzzles that way. But I don't find that personally to be as engaging of a gameplay loop as Ocarina of Time, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you just resold me on picking Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, which probably wasn't of- really hard to do because I I fucking <laughs> love that game so much, and I mean, you could have just come out and said, "No, sorry, Corey, you're wrong," and be like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I'm 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 fucking stupid." Suck Ocarina of time. Uh, I you're I do love that gameplay loop though of the you know go to the dungeon, find the item. The item helps you solve the puzzle, helps you figure out how to beat the boss, and then you know it redefines the world where you were already traveling. through, You know, and yeah. And breath of the wild doesn't really have that. You, the world is already defined for you from the beginning and, and yeah, it loses a little bit of something of what Zelda was, even though I will argue breath of the wild is a fantastic game. One of the best games of all time. Yes. For sure. Um, I think personally, yeah. And I, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip flop. Back over to Ocarina of Time. I don't want to say that Breath of
0: the Wild doesn't at all have that sense of wonder in Zelda games, because, you know, five minutes ago I was talking about seeing the dragon come up out of the lake and that how much I freaked out over that. But yeah. it's that, that constantly improving on your, your tool set and giving you new things to do and giving you new ways to explore the world, I think, is what makes Ocarina... Uh, better in my opinion. Because really, the progression in Breath of the Wild boils down to more hearts, more stamina, and the champion abilities, which really, outside of Revali's Gale, are much more combat-focused than they are exploration-focused. So that, for me, is what does it.
2: Those, those are solid solid points having come from a background of playing the top down zelda games you know the dungeons finding you know the hook shot all that stuff um oh i got the the flame rod now i can melt this do that moving forward it was a nice change of pace to have a different puzzle uh system to a zelda game Mm -hmm. uh so i really did appreciate that so when i saw the shrines you know i was sold on it when it came to the hardware that you're working with this switch, it's like, oh, I can use the gyro sensor to move these balls around as frustrating as it was when you probably all ran into that for the first time that it was neat to be like, cool, I'm getting the full use out of my system. Mm-hmm. My, my, my lunch tray, you know, I, I, I will say <laughs> um, that
0: that first puzzle where you're where you're trying to tilt the maze and roll the ball through and you have that moment where you're like, fuck this. And you flip your switch over and then to the flat surface and <laughs> flick that bad boy to the end and you're like boom beat the puzzle like that's what that is one of those (laughs) brilliant zelda moments yeah 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 it's one of the first shrines uh it drops a ball onto this maze and you have to motion like move the ball around this maze but if you're smart you can just flip your switch over and the bottom of the maze is flat and then you just tilt it a little bit and it rolls right down
2: (laughs) okay yeah nice i wonder if that was by design uh yeah, I mean, sounds like Ocarina. That's that's the shoe, and yeah. I don't think I could sell you guys indifferently on Breath of the Wild. I mean, that original Zelda gameplay of the dungeon mechanic, um, really gratifying, really terrific. Um, those the simple dungeons in uh, Link's Awakening brought me back to that game to replay again in color, in 3D. Um, yeah. No, there's something very gratifying about playing a traditional kind of mm-hmm. style zelda game
0: all right give me
2: a copy of ocarina
0: you do yeah <laughs> uh that brings <laughs> us to uh number 28 wind waker versus number 13 grand theft auto 3 uh, yeah. as much as we're singing the praises of wind waker uh my my line that i keep coming back to is grand theft auto 3 literally inspired a whole subgenre of games uh, modeled after it, it it really de- redefined what a quote unquote open world was, uh, and I think that you know it's that that game beats Wind Waker. Uh, there's no Wind Waker without Grand Theft Auto Three.
1: Yeah, GTA Three, that's my pick.
2: I I just keep as you guys are talking. I'm just flashing to the first time I unlocked that bridge to unlock more of that fucking. Can I cuss in your podcast? Who's listening yeah, to this?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um just I opening experience and just drove my imagination wild with like what games we're gonna turn into after experiencing Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh so yeah, absolutely. GTA 3. Alright.
0: Our next quarterfinal matchup is uh Metal Gear Solid
1: 2 Sons of Liberty versus Super Mario Galaxy 2. I mean, for all the reasons I've already said before, I'm going Metal Gear Solid 2 again.
2: Yeah. Kojima delivers one heck of an experience.
0: Uh, I I would go (laughs) Galaxy 2, but I I 100% recognize all you guys' reasons for Metal Gear uh, and I I will gracefully bow out uh, of, of of arguing in favor of Galaxy Two um, because while I think that game is incredible uh, I think it's really hard to deny what is arguably
2: careful Jordan the last two times you did this you flipped the script and that's true <laughs> opinions change uh,
0: I was just gonna say I think it's it's hard it's hard <laughs> to deny what is arguably Hideo's magnum opus um, you uh, know. Uh. Yeah. So, Metal Gear will take that round. Uh, our last quarterfinal matchup will be Skyrim versus Halo. <laughs>
2: that's a that's a massive one, right? That's huge. Uh, I gotta call my mom. Can I can I phone? <laughs> phone a friend.
0: <laughs> Your mom's just gonna go. Which one is Pikachu in? <laughs> right.
3: Uh,
0: this is really tough. Um where do you
1: guys land on this?
2: Gut, a gut instinct, just a blank, just like it's like fight or flight, but it's neither. I'm just stalled in place in terror because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I,
0: as much as I've saying the praises of Halo, I I think Skyrim in this instance, uh, and what really does it for me is that Skyrim was the kind of game that people who didn't play fantasy games were interested in. like I, I knew people who didn't who yeah. would never play who would never pick up a Zelda game uh, who saw Skyrim and were like this looks dope I want to play this uh, you know And so I think that being a, a kind of crossover hit like that um, is really really important. Uh, I think that Bethesda has definitely burnt a lot of goodwill since then. But I do think that it's, uh, you know, in, in the past 10 years, especially since that game released, there are very, very few games that have done what, uh, what Skyrim has done. GTA mm-hmm. 5 and Breath of the Wild are the only two that I can think of that come close to uh, infecting the public consciousness the way that Skyrim has.
2: Yeah, working at GameStop, you were there with me, I'm pretty sure, Jordan, when that game came out, mm-hmm. I called that the girlfriend killer, because you could just spend hours on that, and you don't need nothing, Yep. you know, just like, cool, I got my Skyrim, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to turn this Dark Elf into Emperor Palpatine, and just, you know, magic the heck out of stuff, or, yeah, you know. Oh, I'm going to sneak around and make the game just three
0: off. times as long as it needs to be? Let's do it, baby. <laughs> if you don't play a stealth archer uh, in skyrim you're fucking up alright like
1: <laughs> yeah when I when I play skyrim like that's always my go to so like I have to make an active like effort to not play that way mm-hmm. so that way I can experience it differently because right. I that's my go to is like the archer um, but yeah I mean it sounds like you guys are voting skyrim
2: yeah yeah, what's your jerk what's your, reaction?
1: Yeah, what's your My immediate knee jerk reaction is Halo. Ooh. Um but this is, very very very, this is a very this is a very very tough one. Um so I will like Jordan respectfully bow out and allow Skyrim to pass on <laughs> to pass to go forward. Right. That brings us to the
0: semifinals. which Woo-hoo! uh we will go
1: number one, Ocarina of Time, versus number 13, Grand Theft Auto 3. I'm honestly surprised this just isn't all Zelda games going up against each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we did good. I think so.
2: All right. Both games are pretty magical. They did a lot mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, different generations, slightly mm.
0: They're both arguably
2: the, I mean, the wait, definitive wait, game for their
0: systems as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, in terms of transformation and yeah. technology, Ocarina of Time came out, you looked at it, your last reference to Zelda was a top-down 2D experience, and you're like, whoa, this is this is what things are turning into. We've, you know, relived, you know, what Grand Theft Auto 3 did for all of us when we saw what that game could do on the next generation of consoles. I feel like ah man i give it i'm gonna go for uh ocarina i mean i haven't played it but they did it first you know just kind of giving you that because i mean you know didn't put hours into it but i recognize just kind of what that the potential that game had was Mm -hmm. and like how it could transform you know the the art style the the medium itself um I mean, Samson's did it. I mean, Zelda did it, you know? Um, I
0: think for me, what puts Ocarina over San Andreas is uh, Z-targeting. San Andreas? I'm sorry, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. It already beat San Andreas. Uh, what puts yeah. what puts it over GTA 3 for me is uh, the Z-targeting mechanic. Um, I think that that was so innovative and such a, a beautifully designed way of making combat easier. Uh, And I think that... That is the reason that Ocarina of Time, if you can play it today and it plays so well still, whereas GTA 3 does
1: not mechanically hold up the way that Ocarina of Time does. Yeah, I was more torn on this, and that's actually a great point, though, because um, Hmm. you can go back and more easily jump into Ocarina of Time... With the mechanics that are existing uh, on that original version, Uh, GTA three, going back and replaying that it's uh, you're it's it takes more effort. Yeah to try to get back into those older mechanics. Yes. God,
2: I would never replay Grand Theft Auto 3 or even Vice City. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Uh, We didn't talk about this. That's a great uh, point. We didn't have time for headlines because we knew this would be super long, but there is a rumor that uh, three Vice City and San Andreas are all getting remakes, remasters um, for current gen consoles. So, oh my God. Um, and they're all apparent. Sounds par for yeah, the course. In, in the Unreal Engine, apparently, <laughs> because they know that the mechanics don't hold up today. Uh, so, <laughs> very interesting.
2: Who doesn't use Unreal Engine? Uh, all right, our
0: our next semi-final matchup uh, to go up against Ocarina of Time is Metal Gear Solid 2 versus
1: Skyrim. This is harder than I thought it was going to be.
2: Whoa, what just happened?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got six minutes left on
2: our free Zoom call. (laughs) I feel like things are going to be said on this one. Jordan, would you like to reboot the Zoom? (laughs) Let's reboot it real quick. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Your solid 2 versus Skyrim.
3: Oh, right. oh,
1: man. I don't know where to begin. These are so completely I think different games.
2: <laughs> I, th- I think we know. I think the three of us know. I mean, if we do like a one, two, three, we're all going to say the same game. Are we?
1: Okay. Should we Pretty do a sure. one, two, three?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. let's just do it,
1: and then let's see what the, where the conversation goes from there. Okay.
2: Yeah. So after three, oh. one, two, three, Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. God <I> mean. damn!
1: <laughs> it pains me that that's the case. It pains me,
2: but wow. I mean, okay. In terms of what you got, um, so video gaming, right? The arcade experience. Let you could jump in, jump out of. Um, there are a lot of quests going on. There's a lot of inventory to keep track of in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of playability, it, it feels like a more fun experience to me where the Kojima experience is like an art house Tarantino kind of day where yeah. it's a little draining. It's an intense experience and it's something to appreciate. Um, but in terms of, you know just consuming you know my video game and just going at it i think skyrim really just lets you you binge a video game um just guilt-free you know
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's a fantastic point
2: uh there's a lot to respect i mean uh those kojima games um they showed you that you know it transformed the the amount of respect a video game could get as soon as it's been, you know, developed, you know, because now like people, you know, there's art into it, there's pictures, there's sprites that move, there's all that. But as soon as that guy and his team added in a story and all the depth and then these real life, seemingly real life mechanics of, you know, sneaking around, can they hear me? Um, it kind of drew you into a different experience that had a lot that you could appreciate um skyrim though that's just bloody fun no matter how you (laughs) play it you have different ways to play it some days you know if you're riding and you keep falling off a platform you got no choice you got to get across that platform again you know uh skyrim if i'm falling off a bridge you know what i'm walking around it i'm gonna go to that big Mm. old mountain and i'm gonna Oh hey, I ran into somebody else. Let's do something different for a little bit, and then when I want to come back to it, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross this bridge that's got you know a a dragon on it or what have you. You know, it's just a uh, it's, it's an experience that'll keep you in the game longer, you know, and um, I don't know, less uh, less wiggle room to walk away from it. It's fun. It's it's just it's stupid fun. Skyrim. Yeah, and uh, I think that says a lot when it comes to video games. Because video games shows to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I I totally agree. Uh, it's got to be Skyrim. Um, but goddamn, does it not feel? It does not feel good <laughs> to choose Skyrim over Metal Gear. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I I, I got to go with Skyrim, and I say that because. As somebody who absolutely love Kingdom Hearts, I think that Hideo Kojima's storytelling is often on the same level as Kingdom Hearts. In yeah. that you, it makes no sense at all, and just because something is complicated doesn't always mean it's good.
3: Okay,
2: like <laughs> that is a fantastic point when it comes to these uh, TV shows that are out now and new movies, because that's something that's definitely something that's happened in the zeitgeist of consuming media. It's like, oh, if I'm confused, it must be intelligent, you know?
0: Yeah, then that's (laughs) that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's really what does it for me, is that I don't have to... I don't need to understand like, Frederick Nietzsche to play Skyrim. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like... (laughs) I don't, need, I don't need a philosophy degree to understand the themes of this game. It's Nords are racist and so are elves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like yes, <laughs> that, that's yeah. a really and growing pretty up cut in america I, I can wrap my hand my head around racism a whole lot yeah. more than like postmodernism <laughs> exactly like yeah. it's
0: it's more accessible to me you know
1: very uh, accessible that. that's a that's that's a great word it's a yeah. very accessible
0: game that's, and i i think that's that's the biggest the biggest thing for me is is skyrim is a much more accessible game than Metal Gear Solid 2.
1: Terrific point. Yeah. It's fun. So, it's so that fun. that leads us to the finals. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. This We're isn't here? a this isn't a situation I thought or wanted to be in. <laughs> no, I
0: didn't see us getting where here.
1: Skyrim is up against the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And f- everything in my core is telling me, for the love of God, do not let Todd Howard know that that it got this far. Do not give Todd Howard Skyrim as our best game. <laughs> uh, gonna- but we've really put up a good argument for Skyrim here in this finals. Oh, God. Here's the thing. Is Sky- Skyrim while being a
0: fundamentally flawed game mm-hmm. which it is because it, that thing is bug-riddled as hell yeah. i mean the the the, the playstation version of the game was broken oh, for all yeah. intents and purposes it Was just broken. until yeah until the, code the dawn guard it, yeah. expansion finally dropped mm-hmm. and the dawn guard expansion didn't drop for an extra 6 months on playstation after it dropped on pc and xbox uh, it's the pros outweigh the cons with Skyrim, unfortunately. And also, I think yeah. I can say that because I played it on Xbox, you know. So I, uh, my actually, I played <laughs> yeah. it. I played it on my MacBook and on Xbox. Those were the the two ways that I played Skyrim. Um oh, wow. And I've and Ocarina of Time. I've played both major versions of that on the 3DS and on N sixty four. Um.
1: I think that oh God. Okay, so the best version of Skyrim versus the best version of Ocarina. Of no, Time. no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Are
1: we it's, saying it's, originals? It's,
0: yeah, it's specifically. Well, I mean, it's it's just not the the 3ds version of Ocarina of Time is not the the highest rated version of it. It's oh, the oh, it okay. is the N64 version of it. Um, and the the Xbox <laughs> version of. Skyrim was
2: the one on Metacritic 360. 360. Yeah, so eh, eh. you wouldn't put when that game came out, none of us would have put down our controller and picked up that tripod N64 controller. Like, you know what? I'm gonna have more fun on this N64. Like, I'm gonna go (laughs) play Zelda. When you got when we all got Skyrim, it was like, oh no, I'm a Nord. Like, this, this
0: is what I'm doing. No, I was a Wood Elf, not a
2: Nord. Oh, whatever it was. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> a Wood Elf. What Being was my Imperial. first
1: build? It was probably Dark Elf for me. First build.
2: My second build was a Dark Elf. That was a fun one. Um,
1: was, yeah. Um, Fuck, guys, God damn it. Uh, Here we are. I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm doing it. I hate myself for this. Skyrim. It's Skyrim. It's Skyrim, right? It's Skyrim. Is it Skyrim? I think it's... God damn it. You know what?
0: I I, I think that... So much of the... Of... The extra content in Skyrim. The Radiant quests and things like that. Feel inconsequential and they they are not um, not rewarding in the same way that maybe the quest for the biggeron sword or finding the golden Skultulas,
1: uh is yeah and I think that that's that I think there is a point to be made that Ocarina of Time feels like a lot of the fat is trimmed off of it. It feels very yeah. like what's there is there with purpose. It's very intentional in its design. And Skyrim, you can say that for a lot of things in it too, but um, I would say there's probably a lot of bloat. There's a lot of bloat to that game too.
2: I don't feel like that could be depreciating. I mean, so the fat being trimmed off of Ocarina, that could very well be a necessity thing for memory. Like, oh, we didn't have the technology to let you get it's lost true. in other ways or because make other this choices. Is
0: a, yeah, because this is a game from 1998 between a game from 2011.
2: Yeah, so everything, which is appreciable, is everything had purpose. It sounds like you know if they mm-hmm. were gonna fit it onto that cartridge, it needed to be there. You know, very fine fitting puzzle. So that's something to you know to commend for sure.
0: It's but really Skyrim. tough because I was going to, I also was going to, you know, make the point like Skyrim also has this entire underground area with the the Dwemer ruins and, and Blackreach yeah. and stuff like that underneath. But, yeah, which but massive. The, the flip side yeah. of that is that Ocarina of Time literally also has two completely separate world states in... The child era and the adult era as well. That's true. Yeah. When you play as child link or adult link. With two
2: completely different tool sets to utilize. You bringing up the uh, the underground caverns and Skyrim. It, I remember, I don't know about you guys, but I was impressed at how they fit in those uh, safe house. That little safe house mechanic. You know, you get your little homes in the different territories.
3: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Deck it out. Um, that felt pretty expansive uh, I, I don't know I can't think of a game that did something like that where it's like oh you collected these things like oh they're yours they're not just gonna disappear or you gotta drop them cause you're too heavy well you can drop them but we got somewhere to keep them that like looks cool aesthetically um, mm-hmm. I know we liked the house expansion when that came out I don't, I don't know if that you pertains, can get married though, and adopt a kid me. yo Sidebar: I married an ogre because I want to be booed up with someone who's going to keep me safe. Best decision ever made. <laughs> Gave that fool the little amulet thing, and I slept like a baby. <laughs> Fuck, Corey, you are uh, you know what? Something right now.
1: Yeah, i i was I was honestly going to pick Skyrim, and I didn't i didn't want to and you know what i think i won't actually i think i won't Skyrim. yeah i'm just gonna go with that initial gut um i feel like zelda ocarina of time as um as video games as art i feel like will hold up for longer than skyrim will yeah uh Regardless of how many platforms Skyrim can be playable on, uh, yeah. and it will be playable on everything. It'll be playable on the the space advertisements that Elon Musk wants to have <laughs> above it's, us at night. Um, yeah. Skyrim is the new. It's the new, but can it run Doom kind of thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but. But yeah, the more I think about this, the harder I think about this. Um, I appreciate the moment-to-moment experience and the overall lasting uh, joy that I get from Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. And I think that is my vote going forward. I'm going to have to
0: agree with you that... Yeah, Ocarina of Time is going to... Stand the test of of longevity much more than uh, Skyrim is going to.
3: Yeah, that's not it's, hard to see
0: more, at all. The way the game unfolds really is going going to keep bringing in new players, and that's what I think it is. Because I, I think Skyrim is accessible, but I think that it can at times often be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. With the the yeah. the sheer amount of of things that you're you have to go do. The same way that like I I recently within the past year or so um after the Netflix show came out wanted to replay The Witcher 3 and eventually put it down after you know 20 30 hours because I was just kept getting overwhelmed with the sheer number of objectives on my map to go to and things like that and i Mm -hmm. think that that level of bloat as we called it earlier um hampers the game and the main story of skyrim is its weakest part yeah it is i mean the 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 best quest lines in that game are Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild by far in my yeah. opinion.
1: Yeah, the Thieves Guild quest line is fantastic.
0: God, that Nightingale armor too that you get for it is yeah. so
1: badass. Yeah.
0: But I I that's the biggest thing is I I think that Yeah, it... When you finish the story and you put that game down, you want to feel like you're done. You don't want to feel like, my God, I've done (laughs) 10% of the game. Like, oh my... And I've put 60 hours into this and I'm only 10% done? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, which... Mm -hmm. It's a blessing and a curse kind of thing. Uh, I want to feel like... Like the story that I've, I've just played through has weight, has stakes and matters. And that's the other thing about Skyrim is that once you the quest lines don't inherently change the world. Like that that's yeah, that's an uh a I think a, a problem with a lot of open world games in general is like you have this world ending thing that you're supposed to go fight, but then we're going to give you 15 different fetch quests that you got to go on now to go get bread for these people and shit like that. Like mm-hmm when you know there's a there's a dragon who's about to rip open a hole in time and space like uh, uh, prioritize man like (laughs) yeah yeah i think i i think that um yeah i i I gotta go with ocarina of time
1: yeah it's a tough one but uh yeah i gotta trust my initial gut reaction and Ocarina of Time.
0: Plus, if Todd n- Howard knows that we uh, we called it the best game ever, then he's just going to keep re-releasing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I would rather than re-release Ocarina of Time.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Give oh me God, a chance to need play to
1: switch, it. Switch, please. Yeah.
3: Let me I, uh, pay
1: you again, Nintendo, for Ocarina of Time. <laughs>
0: I would. I would buy uh, an Ocarina Majora's Mask dual pack at sixty dollars mm-hmm.
2: right now.
1: No questions asked.
2: They well, would shit. pull a Pokemon and charge 60 for each. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, they'd get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we did it. I think we figured I'm out civil. what the best game was. <laughs>
2: It wasn't <laughs> Grand Theft Auto.
1: No, it, it was it was the game that Metacritic
0: already said was the best game of all time. So I feel <laughs> Oh, for real. Unfortunately our podcast
1: is only slightly <laughs> redundant. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the TLDR, just go to metacritic.com. <laughs> Quick
2: question. Uh what was the, uh, the 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 dates for the games um that the list was made out of because there's a lot of retro games that aren't on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. What time I think, frame
2: are we working with?
1: Um, this really goes back the furthest. I think what was it like mid nineties? Yeah, I it, from oh, what okay. I
0: saw, it didn't go uh, back before the N sixty four the N sixty four and PS one okay. era uh, due to those ratings for those games not being available and like there was just gaming journalism wasn't really a thing. Uh, okay. So there aren't a lot of people, you know, reviewing games and stuff. I'm sure that we could go back and we could probably find some old, like, Nintendo Power magazines and go th- for some of the reviews of, uh, like, Super Nintendo
1: games, which I'd be incredibly interested in looking at, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I wonder I if I can the, find it. In a, the coming a, weeks, I, I ordered, like, from the Video Game History Foundation, uh, like, this mystery box. It's It comes with, a uh, like, an old eighties uh, or nineties video game magazine. And it's going to be a random one chosen at random. Um, so I'm excited to see which one I get and I want to go through it on the show. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I wonder if there's an
0: archive where I can look at old issues of Nintendo power.
1: There's gotta be, there's gotta be yeah. something like yeah, it's, that. Yeah, c- It's called
2: pirate Bay. It's gotta be scanned somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. Yeah. Well, shit. <sighs> All right. God. We should start wrapping up. We've been, going at this strong for a while three hours now congratulations the legend of zelda ocarina of time you knew you were gonna win from the beginning (laughs) (laughs) yes i think we all did we just needed to get there the right way yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) we had to toil over it (laughs) yeah we did we did our due diligence though
2: so i feel
0: good
1: oh absolutely absolutely jared thank you so much for coming on though it was a pleasure meeting you hey
2: yeah, definitely. Thank you for inviting me on. Thanks for
0: thanks for joining us. Where where on the interwebs can the people find you, Jared? Oh, you
2: know what? I'm offline. I don't have any socials right now. As it should be. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> what a ghost you are. God damn. And you can find me here if you guys are going to have me back. How about that? Of course. <laughs>
1: Anytime.
0: I would love to do an episode where... Uh, uh we talk about working at GameStop at some point. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: I have to talk to a lawyer, find out some statutes of limitation information. But yeah. Yes. I've uh, <laughs> I've, I've spoken with a uh, with a shady couple company. different uh shady company.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I've spoken with a couple different former GameStop associates about uh whether or not they'd want to come on and talk about uh terrible customers that they've dealt with or terrible yeah. things that the company did to them. So I think that that'd be a really interesting episode you know, to go through i
2: got a guy who got me my job at gamestop he's uh now a lawyer um he'd be a great guy to have on for a discussion about anything um
0: that'd be very interesting yeah, 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 yeah. i'd be, that would be all great. right cory where on the interwebs can the people find you uh
1: you can find me on twitter at for and
0: you guys can all find me on twitter at jordan is rad
1: the podcast is also on twitter at backlit games and uh we will be back next week with yes who knows what hopefully not another bracket you
0: know what no actually uh i'm definitely gonna give my thoughts and reviews of the avengers war for wakanda expansion next week <laughs> since that drops on tuesday
1: and i'm hoping that it fixes the game baby let's go oh we can only hope <laughs> Alright, thank you guys for listening and we're out. Bye!